Hi friend, do you want to experience more energy, vitality, and flow in your life? Well, be sure to go to findyourflow.com forward slash shop and check out the supplement section. We have all of your favorites back in stock. Vegan Vitality and Vegan Powder Protein are two of the favorites that go very quickly. So if you're into protein and vitality, be sure to check those out. And now on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Find Your Flow radio show podcast. I'm your host, Winston Wittis, and I'm here today with a very special episode. Today's episode is How to Have Skin in the Game. How to Have Skin in the Game. What is skin in the game? Skin in the game generally refers to having money invested, having some kind of collateral, having some kind of financial investment in something, in a project, in a business, in an endeavor. That's generally what it means, all right? So are there other ways? Technically, I'm not sure. I did not look up the definition of this. I probably should have, but that's, you know, that's, I'll leave that up to you, friend, if you're, if you're up for it. Um, the the Tried and true version, generally speaking, is that you have a an invested interest, a vested interest in the outcome of something. Now, here's the thing where it gets kind of tricky in my experience. What is my experience if you're new to the show? My experience is that I am a uh, full-time internet marketing consultant, so... I consult specifically to real estate investors and I help them get their online presence going, building marketing systems online to position themselves as experts in their field, in their market, and to be able to do business leveraging online systems and technology. That's basically what I do. So I work with hundreds business owners a year in this capacity and uh, do approximately a thousand coaching calls a year Uh, a little bit less actually I think it's like every year and a half I do roughly a thousand calls something like that actually it's going to be actually it's going to be more than that now because we're streamlining you know as part of our business systems we are always improving our business so we are um, able to streamline that process and generate leverage in that way right so here's why this topic is so important to me and it was re it's always been important to me and then there's times where i kind of think like oh you know maybe it's okay to not have somebody here's what i'm trying to say so i'll give you a very specific example i had a student last week and this person um I've been working with them for actually not that long, a couple months, but uh, we, we do a pace of about once a month. That's our call, call flow, right? And before they got to me, you know, we have a process in place. I'm not the first person to talk to them. I don't do the sales. I don't do the marketing to find them. Um, and this person joined, teamed up with somebody else at our one of our big boot camps, our big educational boot camps. Uh, to go in on the investment of this program, right? So they did. These folks did not know each other prior to this event, but this happens um, not super often, but often enough, it's kind of a thing, 
right? Where these people, they don't want to go all in by themselves for whatever reason, you know, financial or otherwise. And then so what do they do? Well, they say, hey, you want this. I want this. Let's team up. Let's go into business together. Or we'll both be businesses. Maybe we'll have our separate businesses, but we're going to team up on this and we're going to split the costs and, you know, save each other money and this and that. Leverage the tools, share the tools, share the coaching calls, this kind of thing. Now, our salespeople are, you know, we know and encourage them to not allow people to do that, right? Because we know it just never really ends well. I don't know uh, off the top of my head if any that, and maybe there, I'm, I'm sure there are, I hope, but uh, for the most part, by and large, it ends bad. It ends, <laughs> neither party is happy at the end of it. It just does not go well for, I'd, I, if I had to guess, I'd say 80 to 90% of the time, right? And so what does that look like? Well, for these particular folks, or uh, the one person, because the other person, I didn't get their side of the story, but I don't also I also don't need to. Why? Because the person that I'm dealing with is the one that had all the skin in the game, and we come to the theme of today's podcast. He had all the skin in the game, and for whatever reason, he was convinced that if he teamed up with this uh, woman who had, he had met at the event, that it would be good for them to team up she was you know had some skills that maybe he didn't feel strong in and he had skills that she maybe didn't feel strong in plus he had the money and so he backed this whole thing and she didn't but you know she's invested she's invested her time and she's showing up there and she's gonna hustle right and they all start with these high hopes and it's you know there's nothing wrong with being optimistic about what you're what you're gonna do and um, that whole thing, but when the rubber meets the road, something happens, something happens, and it's a very consistent thing, <laughs> I would say, in my personal experience, a uh, very consistent thing. The person with the skin in the game does things differently than the person who doesn't. And we could talk about it all day, and you could try to convince me all day. And sometimes people do. Like, hey, well, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm not putting any money into it, but I'm still, you know, I'm committed. I'm going to do it. And it sounds good, and they believe it too. They believe it too, right? They're not trying to lie about it. They really honestly believe that they can make this thing happen without having any financial skin in the game. And that, I think, is very dangerous for them, not just for for the person who is providing the service. Like, let's say, because here's this other scenario that happens a lot, right? Like, let's say you go to a workshop or an event and, uh, you know, the person at the front of the room gets the part where they're, um, you know, offering their service, right, or their program or whatever. And, uh, you know, there's always those few people in the audience that's like, well, you know, the haters, the doubters, the whatevers. And it's like, well, you know, ah, this stuff doesn't work. They didn't see. I knew they were going to sell something, right? Oh, I knew there's going to be a sales pitch. It's like, yeah, no, duh, there's going to be a sales pitch. That's You've got value, hopefully, from the workshop itself or the, the event you went to. And then if you want to move to the next level, you're going to be asked to invest more. That's generally how these things work, right? And if you don't want it, great. Then don't buy it right? Don't invest in it. 
But if there's a part of you that says, man, I really want this, how can I get the money? There's going to be people in that room that, there's going to be people of all different levels of the spectrum, right? People that just absolutely are immediately turned off of a sales pitch about here. And that's that's okay. That is what it is, right? That's their decision, their freedom to do that. Then there's going to be people at the other end that don't think twice on buying it. Boom. Uh, they're going to rush to the back of the room and back to the table and buy it instantly, right? There's going to be those people. Then there's going to be a lot of people in the middle. And those people, most uh, most of them probably want it, but there's a lot of them that are going to say, you know, it's just it's more money than I'm willing to invest. I don't have that money right now. Oh, this or oh, that. And so for most of them, you know, a, a large percentage of them probably aren't going to go for it. But they're going to maybe go back and buy like a book or, you know, maybe a smaller program, some kind of a downsell or, you know, a smaller smaller something they can take with them that will still help them move forward, but, you know, maybe not full-blown, right? And then you're going to have the people that are at varying levels of, yeah, I really want this and I'm going to figure out how to make it. This is a stretch for me. I don't have that money, but I have a credit card or but I have, you know, that money socked away for a rainy day or, you know, whatever. And I would say that's where the, the real growth is. The growth opportunity, I would say, is, okay, are you going to try to leverage up into this level or are you going to continue on where you're at, right? And for me, in my personal experience, both as being the person in the room leveling up and, and investing in myself and buying stuff even when I actually didn't have the money, you know, putting it on credit cards. And I'm not encouraging you to do this in any way, shape, or form, right? This is a decision I believe we each have to make as business owners and entrepreneurs. Um, my personal perspective is, uh, and I'll, I'll tell you the first time that I personally remember doing this, I went to, uh, there was a guy named Marshall Silver, and he's still around, I believe, um, hypnotist and uh, motivational speaker. And I had been practicing the hypnosis for about four years at this point. I started getting into hypnosis in uh, my freshman year in high school. I started researching it and really um, using it, but not using it super effectively until um, maybe like my junior year. So a couple of years, like I was doing it, but I wasn't, I was doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I was, you know, what you, uh, like, I don't want to be a bad influence. Um, but I was a freaking high school kid. What do you do? So I was a high school kid. And, uh, you know, by the time we got into, like, junior year, we started um, junior, senior year. We were, you know, drinking and doing dumb things. Um, I, You know, I was using hypnosis to, like, hypnotize my friends to, like, make them feel drunk. And, like, you know, these fun things that we would do. <laughs> cause we were just own kids i just think about it now it's like man that was so ridiculous but it was super fun right and that was like it was like more stage hypnosis than anything but as i got more familiar with the self-help aspect of it and the um affirmations and the power of affirmations and reprogram self you know reprogramming my own mind for positive things in my life and i really experienced that those shifts in my own life experiences, like, man, this stuff is amazing. This is amazing, powerful stuff, right? And so I remember um, it was fresh out of high school, and uh, I and Marshall Silver was in town, and he was doing, like, a free one-day event kind of thing, right? And I went to it, and I brought one of my friends. And, um, you know, I was watching this guy, and it's just like, man, he's so good, and he's saying all these things that I know, but he obviously knows a lot more than I do about this, and he's really good at this, and he gets to the part where he's making his offer, right? Now, at this point, I already knew quite, I, I was enough to be pretty dangerous with this stuff, right? 
And I also knew enough about the way a room works when you are positioning things to to sell high ticket items, right? And the psychology of it and uh, some of the behind the scenes stuff that happens to really inspire people to take action, right? And he's good. He's good. Like there's some deep stuff going on with his stuff that's really good. And I recognize some of it, you know, sure there's plenty that I didn't recognize, right? Um, but, and I, so it was like, I, I could see that he was using it on us and I could also see it working on people. And it was like, well, even though it may not be working so much on me, it kind of is working on me because at the same time, I'm seeing it work on other people and I want to be able to be influential and help people and all this good stuff too. So, um, you know, he gets the, the pitch and it's like, okay, boom, you buy it today. You know, this is worth however much and, you know, building value, building value. And then it gets the sale, the close. It's like, all right, 500 bucks or 495 or whatever. And back then, you know, I was, just fresh out of high school. I worked at Taco Bell still, I think, or maybe I was doing telemarketing by that time. But 500 bucks was just so much money, you know. And um, I remember just thinking like, holy jeez, $500 to buy this program and this and that. But it's like, you know what, I'm going to do it. Like, this is amazing. This is my opportunity to really learn a hypnosis from a great hypnotist. And uh, I remember my friend, like the whole time, you know, we were both pumped up, like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Oh, this is so cool. We're doing it. We're doing it. We're doing it. And then he got to the close. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, that's, that's a lot of money. I, I'm not really going to, you know, maybe next time, my friend, right? And um, I remember it's like, dude, but remember, we were just all saying we were going to do this. And this was great. And this, you see it too, right? And yeah, but, you know, and, and so he didn't. And, um, you know, I was really bummed because I wanted to do it together. And, you know, I just thought, like, we both saw saw how cool it was. And, you know, we, yeah. So um, so anyway, I went back and I, I don't remember if I had the money in my bank or, you know, I used to be really good at saving even when I was young. And, um, and but I think I might have even put it on credit card. I don't know. But it was still a lot. Like, I felt stretched. I felt stretched and um, scared. It's like, man, this is, you know, a lot of money. And, um, but I did it. And I remember going to his two-day or three-day event, and it was life-changing for me. You know, I met people who were uh, hypnotherapists. I met people who were just, you know, people like me. I remember doing this exercise with this um, lady who was, you know, probably a, a little bit older than my mom at that time. And she was, you know, we did this exercise between ourselves where we, like, you know, practice forgiveness on each other. Like, I, it was like, you know, this thing where she wasn't my mom, but I could see how, you know, things in her life were from her perspective and she could see things from my perspective. It was just really cool. And, uh, you know, it's hard to put into words, obviously. Um, but it was something that really I felt like advanced me in my experience, right, in my life experience. And, uh, you know, I just learned so much, so much. And it was very powerful and um, took my hypnosis to a whole new level, obviously. And uh, I, I felt very glad I did it. And then I had the program at home and I, I would practice that stuff all the time. Like, and I shared it with my family and I would, you know, it's just like cramming this stuff all the time. And, um, you know, I had put skin in the game. I put skin in the game. It was, it was enough that it really... I, I because I put that money on it, I had a vested interest and I had in my own mind no reason to stop. You know, I had to do it. Like five hundred bucks. I worked probably 
I mean, if I was still working at Taco Bell, whatever minimum wage was back then, probably eight bucks an hour or something, maybe less. How I can't even do the math how long it would have taken me to save that up, right? And but that's the value that I put on it. And now fast forward some other years, and um, I've done lots of things where I've wanted to up level my technology, up level the things I'm using for my business, and try to find other people, other business owners and entrepreneurs who were kind of near the same level as me that would be interested in leveling up together, right? Okay, let's hey, let's split this cost or let's do this, we can share this and um and it was really hard to do because so many times I would find people that would talk such a good game and I was so convinced that they were really doing it and really in it and willing to put in whatever it took. And then we get to the part where it's like, okay, let's whip out our credit cards and make this happen. And, oh, oh, well, yeah, I'm not, you know, and and it's like it would often come to that same kind of thing. And I, and it's like this pattern, right, of like, oh, this is the line. Some of us will cross this line and some of us won't. And it doesn't matter how good you talk because at a certain point, you got to throw down. And if you don't, I, I dare say you're not an entrepreneur. And and uh, and so um, in recent times, just last week, I got to do an interview with a, an entrepreneur I know, successful guy, crushes it, hustles, Chris Martinez. You'll hear, uh, check out his podcast that I did an interview with him. And, um, you know, he, he said basically the same kind of thing, like, hey, if you're not, like, in all the way, and I did a, uh, an interview with Christine McDowell, another really successful entrepreneur that I know. And they're, they're, you know, they're saying the same exact things. And it's so rewarding for me to hear them say these things like, you know, you got to be all the way in. You got to be, you know, investing in this. And and so it gets back to full circle to these students, right? So, um, you know, sure enough, this student is, uh, I'm just talking to the one because the other one is out. He's kicking her out, but he's trying to, you know, save her feelings and this and that. By the end of the call, um, he basically realized like, no, I got to kick her out for real. Like it's this halfway, like me being nice, and cause, and he told me he's like, you know, I've got a soft spot for trying to help people. I want to help people come up, and he's all. But what I realize is like, I put in all the money, and then she wants money for business cards, and um, and uh, he said, well, you know, this event we're going to, it's not for a few weeks out. She's like, well, we got to rush the business cards. We got to put them on rush. We got to uh, priority shipping, and he's like, that's going to be an extra forty bucks. And she's like, well, so what? We need it. You know, I need it now. And he's like, no, we don't. You know, it's going to still get here. You're going to have plenty of time. Part of the time that you're trying to overnight these things is through the weekend. We don't need them. It's, you know, there's enough time. And so he kind of left it in her court is the way he said it, you know, to kind of test her. Like, hey, is she going to be responsible and do this or is she going to rush it and blow this 40 bucks? And 40 bucks, you know, in the grand scheme of things isn't huge. But at the same time, it would be a good indicator to him of how financially responsible she is. And he already knew, I mean, you, you could hear in his voice, he already knew uh, the score here, right? Because, because why? Oh, because, you know, she has, she's driving around this Corvette that she's paying, um, you know, 500 bucks a month on or something, 900 bucks, some crazy amount of money, 400, I think it was 400. And then she had um, a storage unit. She was paying 400 or 500 a month on 900, somewhere in there. She was like 1300 bucks a month in stuff that was, um, not necessities, right? Things that were just uh, what rich dad, poor dad, Robert Kiyosaki might label do dads, you know? And um, he's just like, look, there's 1300 bucks a month that you could free up instantly to be putting into this business. But she couldn't let it go. She didn't want to let it go. 
she was, you know, kept hitting him up like, hey, okay, I found this deal. I found this deal. Great. Let's, you know, okay, um, you know, put down, it's only 100,000 down. And she's hitting him up and he's like, okay, we'll start reaching out to your contacts, start rallying and, let, you know, and she's like, well, you start rallying to your contacts and like, you know, I'm, I found this deal. And he's like, okay. So he takes a look at the deal and comes to realize like, this is not a deal. These, like she's looking at comps that are way out in other areas and this isn't even like he's going to lose his shirt on this deal, on this quote unquote deal, right? This is not a, this is not a deal at all. This is irresponsible. This is somebody who is clearly not investing themselves because they're not doing the due diligence to protect the money because they have no concept of the money because she's doesn't have any skin in the game. And we could, again, we could talk about that all day and there's going to be people that would fight me tooth and nail. And those are the people I can almost guarantee you that don't have the skin in the game because the people who do are going to tell you, are going to agree with me. I would say 99.99 times out of 100, if I had to guess. And that, friends, is the moral of the story. And uh, again, I think people are going to agree and disagree. And... I stand on one line, one side of the line, and I'll bet you could guess which side. And you, I don't know where you stand, right? That's uh, up for you. But I want to lay that line in the sand for you very clearly because those of us that stand on the side where, we've, where we do have skin in the game and we throw down, we look at that as a real indicator, I think. Those of us that have experience. Those of us that are newer and, and or even, you know, sometimes we forget. And I've forgotten like multiple times, like where I've – um, sponsored people, you know, I'm big on trying to help artists, like that's a passion of mine, because I'm an artist myself. And I feel blessed that I have certain knowledge and experience that a lot of artists don't. And um, just a certain personality, I think that it that helps me to navigate certain business structures better than most artists are equipped to. So I feel like I can kind of navigate that line and be, you know, be a conduit in a sense for, for artists to be able to do well in business too, right? I don't like the starving artist stereotype. I don't think that's a that's not something I want to promote, right? But at the same time, what I've learned multiple times, more times probably than I care to admit, is that if the artist doesn't have skin in the game and they don't see the value in that, then I can't help them. I can't help them with that. And that's that's a hard lesson for me to learn, but that is the lesson that I've had to learn again and again is like, hey, you can try to help these artists, and that's awesome. But if you're if they're not putting the skin in the game, friends, you know how this is going to end. And it's unfortunately, I've been, <laughs> I've, <laughs> I have not been. Uh, I mean, it's it's just true every time, unfortunately, so far. So, um, and it's not to put anybody down, right? It's not. It, it is what it is. It's I, I take full responsibility for my actions and my part in that, and that's why I want to share this with you. Is that that that's what I see the line to be and how you interpret that. And if you're an artist, by all means, you know, feel free to disagree, right? Because maybe some of the the best artists in the world would disagree with me. And I don't know. And that's, I think, part of, but I also think like you look at the Andy Warhols in the world and even somebody, you know, they're like artists, artist business or like you art is making something on nothing and then selling it. Like those kind of quotes um, in a sense is like, you know, and even the guy, the the folks that are doing the high level acting, like they'll do the big 
art, the big movies and stuff that are the blockbusters and make the money, and then they'll go do some random side project that nobody heard of and very few people watch because that's what is their passion, the art, and the thing that they want to do to say something. So there we go. We're out of time, friends. I went over a little bit, but I hope uh, you get that. I hope you appreciate it and get some skin in the game with the things that you are truly passionate about and want to have an impact in in your life. So until next time, my friends, be flowing. Hi, friend, Winston here. Thank you for listening to the Find Your Flow podcast. I really appreciate you spending time here. So I want to hook you up with some free stuff from the Find Your Flow shop and uh, some awesome discounts. So go ahead over to findyourflow.com forward slash podcast VIP. That's podcast VIP as in very important person as you are to me for being a subscriber to the podcast on your favorite listening station such as iTunes or Spotify or whatever. And I appreciate you so much for listening go there put in your name and email address findyourflow.com forward slash podcast vip and i will send you some cool stuff thank you again friend for listening take care and back to the show hey thanks for listening friend by the way do you like essential oils me too did you know you can go to findyourflow.com forward slash shop and pick up some essential oils? Yeah, get them while they're going. And until next time, friend, be flowing.